air. Go live. We're not even talking Barbara Walton. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Um, deep in the heart of Texas tonight. Yeah. Uh, recording. Yeah. That's exciting. On a little, yeah, on a little bit of a vacation, but around 9.30 is uh, when people start turning in. So, uh, so yeah, sort of take an hour away and uh, come record with you. Yeah. But, Mike, so um, so I'm down in Texas on a little bit of a vacation. How, how have you been so lately, Mike? We've been doing great. Did you have a good Christmas and... and... Are you ready for New Year's? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Ready for the New Year. So you get everything looking forward you to at least for having some uh, some temperatures in the 70s around for New Year's. So Hey, it's going to be above freezing tomorrow. It's going to be like 34 degrees tomorrow up here. I may, I'll be wearing shorts and people won't look at me like I'm crazy. Hmm. All right. So, Rich, we got, a, we got a pretty busy show and you got a bit of a time crunch. So let's get to our topics this week. Um, man... Do we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the World Cup? We have two whole topics in the world of soccer two. today. Two, uh, On top of it, uh, we have college football. Rich, what else do we have as our main topics? Well, then we'll be going into the NFL as we got two weeks to recap and one week to preview as well as well and then we'll be wrapping up the show talking about the chicago cubs as three new players signed uh with the cubs in between our shows and a trade rumor that I, is not on the dock okay but uh, i saw it not not even a, like it's just a rumor of a team looking to trade a particular player that i think we should go after all right mike so all that and more mike but what do we got to do first we gotta roll the intro all right Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Um, Yeah, so my fish are now getting to the point where when I put the food in, they come right at it and they start attacking it. It's awesome. I, I, like... And they're getting bigger, so you actually will start to see them swimming around over there. It's going to be totally awesome. Okay, that's enough fish update. Rich, we had a poll question. Man, am I shocked when I looked at this poll right before the show started. Mm-hmm. This is not at all what I thought was going to happen. I voted yeah, for one of my favorite songs of all time from one of my favorite bands from all time. In fact, uh, do we have a quick story time? moment yeah yeah go ahead okay so my wife and i were getting after we got engaged we were discussing we were we were trying to figure out what song to dance to we didn't have a song we never did i'm not that type of a guy she apparently didn't think about it we got engaged so we had to figure out what song we were going to dance to and uh she wanted to do a waltz so i found a song in a waltz time signature Mm four four and I presented her the lyrics, and she's like, oh, that's nice. But she, I didn't tell, like, I, I was very specifically trying to lead her down a path. And so I showed her the lyrics, and she got concerned, so she started looking into who did the lyrics. 
and figured Ooh. it figured out that it was Metallica, and I was trying to get her to dance to Nothing Else Matters. Now I found a really pretty rendition with a piano and a cello, and it was gorgeous, and it would have been great, and I think she would have really liked it had it not been for being Metallica, because she's not a big Metallica person. Gotcha. So. All right, so uh, uh, the poll question last week, it was a two-week poll time frame that you could vote on it. Yep. It was uh, Enter the Sandman by Metallica or Hell's Bells by ACDC. Yeah. Uh, two songs made famous in the world of sports, thanks to Mariana Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, I, uh, I, I personally went with Enter Sandman. By the way, my first ever album was an ACDC album, but probably one of my favorite bands of all time is Metallica. So I voted Enter Sandman. How did you vote, Rich? Um, I went with Hell's Bells because um, the history shows that uh, when I was looking into this that the Yankees were looking for an entrance song for their closer to kind of duplicate that atmosphere with for Mo, for Mo uh, when he was entering the game that they saw firsthand when they played the Padres in the World Series and had to uh, see the crowd just react so much when Charlton was coming into the game to save and they settled on Enter the Sandman. So that's why I went with uh, Hell's Bell since it came first. Yeah, I went with the song I like better. That's just what I did. So, um, All right, and, and which your, song won, Mike? And uh, your winner is Hell's Bells. I don't know the, I, I know I got 16%, uh, so that would be 84% for uh, Hell's Bells. Uh, I was a lone vote for Enter Sandman. All right, Mike, so this week uh, we're going to go with uh, Wild Thing taking on a newer song that's, uh, that's associated with uh, Mets closer Edwin Diaz being Narcos. So yeah, I've got that already scheduled. And um, so I'll just have to watch for that poll to go live, and I'll put some videos uh, on the link so you can get a good, um, good feel for both songs. Okay. Um, All right, Mike, so let's go ahead and go over to the NFLs. we got two weeks to preview, so do you want to kind of talk about the week or do you just want to give our results first? Uh, wow, uh, so much, that, that week 15 had so much to talk about. Let's, let's talk about week 15, give, our, okay. give the rev, uh, our results for both weeks, and then talk about week 16. How about that? That'll work. Okay. Um, so the Colts start. have a 30 to nothing lead going in to the half, right? Wasn't it going into the half? I think so. It was the half. Yeah. And they were playing the Vikings. And they're the playing the Vikings. A number two seed in their conference. Yeah. Uh, doing amazingly well. And, oh my goodness, Matt Ryan, and I'm going to put it at the feet of Matt Ryan at this point, rests on his laurels and gives up a thirty to nothing lead, the the highest lead ever given up by an NFL team. Number one, number two. He now owns the highest point differential given up in like four different categories. In the play, like the Super Bowl, the, um, the regular season overall. And I think in the like, it was weird. I saw a stat, but any either way, he like his 
teams have done this a lot more than I think they should. <laughs> Not a good look. Uh, kind of scary. I, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that happened. Hey, and on... he, yeah, and he lost his starting job out of it as yeah. the Colts are going to turn to Nick Foles to yeah. close out the regular season now. Okay. Now, on top of it, we had another uh, crazy game ending in an even crazier way. Rich, tell us about it. That, that ending happened in the Patriots-Raiders game. So the game is tied. And for the life of me, I don't know what, because I didn't watch the game, so I wasn't watching live. I was only reacting to this after it had already happened, seeing the highlight. But if it's tied and you're playing to go into overtime, why not just kneel the ball? But the Patriots chose to run it and give it to their running back, who's having a great year this year, Rashande Stevenson. So Stevenson runs it out the ball. So his only thing is to not fumble the ball. Yep. Maybe go for a touchdown if he can make his way into it. But what he chooses to do is he gets as far as he can and then he laterals the ball to wide receiver Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Who goes a little bit further. And then he also laterals it back to the quarterback, who is Mac Jones. But it doesn't make it back to Mac Jones. It gets intercepted by former Patriot Chandler Jones, who has an, oh, man, what just happened? And then he runs in for the game-winning touchdown yeah. on an interception off of a lateral. Does that that just doesn't inter- seem like a bill. That just doesn't seem like a patriot a play. Recovery. I'm sorry. Does that did that actually count as an interception, or did it count as a fumble recovery? I think it would have been an interception. I would imagine. But it wasn't a forward pass. I thought. I I don't know. I don't know how it because if the ball would have hit the ground, it would have been considered a fumble. Hmm. Right. Well, either way. Either it way, was he still got recovered. It. Yeah. And, and, it, and it won the game for him. That just doesn't seem like a play that Bill Belichick would call for or even normally his team would even execute. Yeah. Uh, now, kudos to Bill Belichick. Um, doesn't throw anybody under the bus. Doesn't get super mad about it. Just does his thing. Didn't work. Did yeah, work. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get the logic behind it because it isn't like – I mean, I don't even think that play would work if you had lateraled the ball back to some of the better running quarterbacks in the NFL, like your Lamar Jacksons, a Kyler Murray, even a Josh Allen. That wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone Mac Jones. So I, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's an odd way to see to have a game end. Yeah, I don't understand why you would do that anyway. Um it... A, if you're lateraling it, you're generally at a point where you're just at a loss, and you're you're trying not to you're trying to to just get to a win. Exactly, you pull off that type of play if you're losing, right? And the only way that you're going to get that win is by scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I don't. This get game it. was tied. I don't get it. Um, yeah, Bill Bill called the play though, so it's on him. So I guess so. I mean, and the by all means, I think even the players at hand even said, "I'm we messed up. Yep, we messed up. Went up. Let's go move on to the next week. Yep, okay. which is what the Patriots do. So 
let's move on from there. Um, now let's talk about the other game, our locks of the week. Locks of the week, Rich, you picked for week 15 the Bills over the Dolphins. Uh, lock it up because, yes, the Bills won 32-29, to raising your total to 12-2-1. I picked the Chiefs over the Texans. Man, that was a lock. The Chiefs won 30-24, to raising me to 10-5. and Yeah, Rich. Yeah, by all means, both of those games came out to be a lot closer than probably both of us thought they would. Yeah. As yeah. I didn't think, I, I thought with the cold weather that um, – that the Bills off, I thought both offenses would stall. Yeah. So I was really surprised to see thirty-two to twenty-nine, and I think the Colt, the Chiefs even came back. Yeah. In yeah. their game against the Texans, that was that was not the te- that was not the Texans running up the score in garbage time. That was an actual game. Yeah. Really, really surprising. Um, and then, Rich, how do upsets do in Week Fifteen? Well, my upset did not come through as it was 24-12 to 12 Packers over the Rams. Uh, Mike, you got, uh, which brings me to 10-8-7. Mike, you did get your lock as the Giants beat the Commanders 20-12, to 12, raising your mark to 7-8. and eight. Week 15, we saw the Bears versus the Eagles. We both picked the Eagles. We both got it uh, as the Eagles beat the Bears 25-20. to 20. A closer game than anybody thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am at twelve and two, picking the Bears. You are at eight and six. The Bears are at three and eleven. Thursday night right. football brought us Jags versus the Jets. Rich, how'd we pick and how'd they do? All right, Mike. I went with the Jags. You went with the Jets, and it was a nineteen to three Jaguars victory. Uh, I go to twelve and six for Thursday games. Mike, you drop to eleven and seven. Yeah. All right. Going into week number sixteen, my lock of the week was the Browns over the Saints. That did not go through as it was seventeen to ten Saints, which dropped my record to in locks to be twelve three and one. Mike, your lock of the week was the Ravens over the Falcons. It was seventeen to nine Ravens bringing your mark to 11 to 6 might give us the upsets in the upset specials rich you picked the raiders over the steelers that was a you did not get that one as the steelers came through on that winning at uh 13 to 10 bringing you to 8 and 8 the eagles i picked the eagles over the cowboys the cowboys won that game um at, at 40 to 34 Bringing me down to nine at seven and nine. Rich, we saw the Bears versus the Bills. We both put picked the Bills. What happened in that game? Well, Mike, it was a thirty-five to thirteen Bills win, dropping the Bears to three and twelve. Your record goes up to thirteen and three, and I go to ten and six. So before we get into Week 17, and uh, Week 17's Thursday Night Football, saw the Cowboys take on the Titans down in Nashville. Uh, we both picked the Cowboys, and the Cowboys won 27-13, to uh, ending the Thursday Night Football records at 12-7 and for you and 13-6 and for me. There is no Thursday Night Football uh, for Week number 18. Um, so before we go into our power rankings and giving you our predictions for week number 17, we did have some things, two significant events happen from show to show. Yeah. 
Uh, the first one was J.J. Watt um, announcing that he's going to retire at the end of the season. Yeah, that did happen. Um... I think, Mike, I mean, I, I mean, he's gone through a lot of injuries. He's come back from a lot of injuries, but um, I think he's probably going to be the first Houston Texans to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and well-deserved. Well-deserved. Now, does he go in as a Texan, or does he go in as a Cardinal? He'll probably go in as a Texan. I would so hope so. He spent, he spent the majority of his career there. And um, and the other news, the event that happened on the day after Christmas, so on Boxing Day, Denver fired their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. I mean, you, and didn't they extend Russ? Yeah, well, they extend Russ at the beginning of the regular season, so they are stuck with him. So any new head coaching hire knows that they've got Russ. They're t- they're tied to Russ. Yeah. Um, so, uh, other news. Uh, it does seem like Derek Carr is going to be benched for the yeah, rest of the season. Yeah, he has been benched. I mean, I think that's more or less doing to prevent an injury. Because if he gets injured, his salary for the next year is, goes into the guarantee, uh, goes guaranteed. So he has actually excused himself from the team with the team's approval. So he's not even going to be dressed and eligible to play over the next two games. Well, and I, I've read, and this again is rumor mill, but that a release may be potential in that situation. Yeah, I think they they will. I think they are going to plan to release him. And what do you think would the Colts go after him? I think the Colts need to get off of the uh, the veteran stopgate train that they've been on ever since Andrew Luck retired, and I think they finally need to commit to a young guy and draft a guy in the draft. Uh, but one team that isn't afraid to uh, to take a chance on a veteran quarterback and probably needs just a good enough quarterback will be the New York Jets. Yeah, that's a good point. So, however, um, but again, Carr this is all. Come out, Go ahead. Yeah, Carr has come out and said that he wants to be a Raider for life, and it wouldn't also surprise me if he would just retire if he can't play for the Raiders. Yeah, I could see that as well. So, okay. Let's get into power rankings. Rich, uh, I didn't get the ELO updated, so we won't do that. We'll no, just that's do fine. St- we can just do ours. We'll just do ours. Um, so do you want to go top the bottom, bottom the top, or do you want to go start at number one and work our way down? Uh, uh, you want to do, do a top ten countdown? Yeah. Starting at ten. Number I, ten. I number have... ten is I. The Miami Dolphins. Um, I put the Dolphins here as well. They're a team on the. They're trending down, but they yeah. still they're still in a playoff picture, and I, I kind of like their record. Their record. Yep. Um, other than the other two teams, I couldn't drop them out of my top ten just yet. Yep. Number nine, Mike, is where I put the LA Chargers. Number nine is where I have the Baltimore Ravens. All right, I'm not that far off on the Ravens. I put them at number eight. Um, 
my rankings got screwed up again. This is not the right. Hang on, let me go to my other one. Um, that might not be accurate. Yeah, this one's slightly more accurate. Um, okay. Uh, at number eight, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. All right. Well, we're just off one again as I put the Niners at number seven in my rankings. Okay. Well, this is number seven is where I have the Los Angeles Chargers. They okay. to me they're trending up. I think look out for them. They're going to be a dangerous team. Uh, at number six, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I put the Dallas Cowboys here at six. Uh, this was before. Um, me, me, uh, getting a great victory over their division rivals with the Eagles, um, although it was a victory without Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, but I, I still feel the teams that I have above them deserve to be there, so that's why I put the doll, the Cowboys number six. I don't, I don't blame um, you there. Uh, I have the Cowboys at number five. All right, my number five is those Cincinnati Bengals. They're so we, playing great at the right time of the year. Yep, yep, that's very accurate. Uh, who do you have at number four, Rich? Number four, I put the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that's, see, I have Kansas City Chiefs at number four. Okay. I put the Chiefs at three. Okay. Um, I have the Buffalo Bills at three. And at number okay. two, I have the Minnesota Vikings. You have the Vikings all the way up at two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean... I think the I mean, the Vikings have a great record, but they've been playing in a lot of they've had a lot of close games where they've just barely pulled it off, and that can either mean two things: they're it's either their year and they're finding way, or they're and they're they're getting lucky. They're it's either their year and those close victories are a sign that it's just their year and they're not going down without a fight, or it's two. They're getting lucky in a lot of games, and that luck is going to run out when they're playing great teams. So, so that's here's what I, I would argue with. Four. Here's what I would argue with with the with those uh, great t- those those come from behind victories, especially because those those are really what you're talking about. Uh, the close mm-hmm. games as well. Um, they're a team that seemingly is overlooking some of their competition. And they have, I'll admit, they've overlooked teams that they shouldn't. And they've made some sloppy mistakes. And then what do they do at halftime? They correct their mistakes, they make changes, and they come out and they show who they really are. The best teams we've seen for the last 25 years, Rich, have been... The Bill Belichick New England Patriots who go into halftime, make changes, and show who they are. To me, that's what I see the Vikings doing. Over and over again this year, they have come in to halftime, made adjustments, made changes, and and, and come out to be the victorious team. Time and time again. That's why I will continue to put them at number two. 
And okay. For me, I just think that the Chiefs, who I have at three, and the Bills, I have at two, are better than the Vikings. So it's going to... So I think if those two teams had to play each other, either team played the Vikings, I'm going to take the Chiefs or the Bills in that game. Okay. And I th- I don't think you're wrong. Honestly, I, th- I honestly think these top four are pretty darn close. Like, except the top one. I think the top one is the best. The two, three, and four, I think, are hair margins of who's better and who's worse. Honestly, I think they're that close. But the number one team is very obvious this year. Playing amazing football, your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they could have been Gardner Minshew almost got him the victory against Dallas. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Um, you know, I, I, we'll get to it, but uh, part of me wants them to lose this game this week, and a big part of me doesn't. And uh, you'll know, you'll learn why in a couple of minutes. Uh, but if they lose this week, that means that the Vikings could be playing for the number one spot overall in uh, in the NFC. All right. So, Mike, let's get to the bottom five. Okay. And then move over to week 17 predictions. So, my number two, my team um, at number 28 is where I put the Indianapolis Colts. I have the Rams here. Okay. Uh, 29, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I put the Cardinals here, too. With or without Kyler Murray, they just haven't played good football. Nope. Just haven't done it this year. It, uh, number 30 is where I put the Denver Broncos. Exactly. 31. And I, I think we're going to agree on the last two as well. 31, the Chicago Bears. By the way, they could go down a whole spot in this week. And 32, your Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. Texans. Yeah. Yeah, I... Oh. Yeah. Pretty terrible team. So, okay. Let's, uh, Rich, where do you have the Green Bay Packers? Well, Mike, because they're very close to making the playoffs. If things go right, I put them at number 17. Yeah, I don't mind that, uh, except I have them at 20 and I have the Lions at 19. Oh, I put the Lions at number 18 for me. Okay. Um, Real talk, if either one of those two, like, if you were, let's say the Vikings. Let's let's go with the Vikings, because this is a very real possibility. You're the Vikings. Okay. You're the number two overall. The Lions or the Packers get in. If they get in, they'll be the last, the last team, which means you will play them at home. Who do you want to play? I don't think I'd want to play either team, Mike. A hundred percent agree. You can never tell what happens in a division game. Yes, there's a lot of tape. You have a lot of tape on them, but the as the opposing team, they have two games just this year that they can look at on you to right. figure out what went wrong and their what went right, let's, what went right or wrong when they when you played each other in the regular season. Let's look past the 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 Vikings. Let's say that the Vikings and Eagles swap spots, the Eagles now. Do you really want to play either of those two teams? They're both hot, getting hot at the right time. 
I actually think the D, the the Lions are the scarier team because they're playing with house money. Aaron Rodgers and and the Green Bay Packers have something to prove. They were expected to be the team to beat this year in the NFC North. The Lions people thought they were going to be improved, but nobody thought they'd be playoff bound. So, I think the Lions are the ones that I think are scarier in the playoffs. That's why I gave them the one rank higher. So, okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> With all of that being figured out, let's go into our predictions, Rich. This week, uh, you have honors for week 17, lock of the week. Uh, for my lock of the week, I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Broncos. They got a new, they got an interim head coach, um, a veteran coach that was brought in just to be like a game strategy or game management coach. Yep. After Hackett blew uh, week one. Um, yeah, blew week one uh, due to clock management issues. But Russ isn't playing well. The Broncos aren't playing well. There's turmoil on the sidelines. Yeah. So, and the Chiefs are probably the best team in the AFC, or at least one of the two. One, one A and one B, depending yep. on how you see the Bills or the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't see the Chiefs dropping that one. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you got a good pick there. Um, I picked the Eagles over the Saints, even though I actually want the Saints to pull it off. Because if the Saints pull it off, that means next week my, my early, way too early prediction of stuff, I can finagle to make it look pretty close to what actually is going to happen. Um, but uh, Eagles over the Saints, I think that's a pretty decent lock right there. All right, Mike, upset of the week. I'm going to go with the Bengals over the Bills. I can yeah. see either team winning this game. The Bengals are playing. Bengals are hot right now. Yeah, They are the, hot. Josh Allen is. You literally just said that the Chiefs are I know. 1A or B in the AFC, and you're going to mm-hmm. then give – the other, the one A one B, whatever your argument is, you're going to give them the loss against the Joe Bengals. Yeah, wow. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are playing great football right now. I agree. They Josh are, Allen but... and Josh Allen seems to have a case. The turnovers. Yeah, I I think he'll clean it up. I think I think that's a tight one for you. Um, I am going out on a limb again. So my up my lock of the week goes against my early super early prediction that next week's games matters for something versus this pick the Houston Texans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I'm still not sold on the Jags. I'm really not. They look better than they have in a while. But the Texans have been playing football. They've actually showed up this week. And they almost I mean they almost beat the Cowboys. They almost beat the Chiefs. They just couldn't finish it out, and they ended up losing the game. Yeah, I I think they could they pull off one win that actually puts them at uh, the for second in the play in the uh, draft, and the Bears have to lose this week and next week, and they would be number one overall if the Texans win one of these two games. Okay. All right. Speaking of those Bears, they will go to Detroit. Mike, are you going with the Bears or the Lions? I just got 
through arguing that I think the Lions are the scariest team right now, uh, especially heading into the playoffs if they can make it, and they have to win to make it. Okay. Count on them to win. All right. I'm going to go with the Lions there as well. Okay. Rich, anything else in the world of football that you would like to talk to before we talk about football? No, I, I don't like. Okay. So uh, when we last discussed the World Cup was going on, Argentina versus France. and uh, We both said France would we, win. We both did, but apparently Argentinians were praying for a miracle, and it happened. Argentina wins 3-2, to two, a game that went into penalty kicks. Didn't it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch the I game. I thought it like. did. Anyway, yeah. Um, the, I mean, did you hear, did you get to hear the uh, the announcer for uh, Telemundo? I did not. Oh. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he said goal a bunch oh. of times. No, 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 no. I, sorry, we're going to, we're going to interrupt our normally, our normal show. Uh, um. Uh, hopefully this just has it. No, nope, I'm gonna go to YouTube. Sorry, I know we were we're we're actually only at 33 minutes overall in the show, Rich. So we're no, we're doing decent fine. in time, but you gotta see, you gotta hear this. Uh, Sorry. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> Gotta wait for commercials to end. I think I have it queued up to the right. Going first, setting the tone for oh. France. That's not even what I want. Ah! The Spanish broadcast never disappoints. Yeah, uh, no. I, oh no, no. Here it is. I think this one's better. Montiel. Montiel. Lo hizo el Tata, 
lo hizo Luque, lo hicieron ustedes jugadores, que se ganaron el cielo, Argentina campeón del mundo, Messi campeón del mundo, Argentina, Argentina campeón del mundo, dicho. Uh, Rich, I, I'm gonna send you. I'm actually gonna put the link in here so you and Amy can watch it. You guys, like, uh, yeah, it's it's a tearjerker. It's it's amazing. It was great. It's in the doc. You can see it. You gotcha. guys can watch it later. And uh, speaking of tearjerker, oh. the news that rocked the world of soccer and probably the entire world of sports yes. uh, yesterday, as uh, the great Pele. Passed away at the age of 82 due to complications from colon cancer. Man, that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I lived to 82, Rich, don't feel guilty pulling that plug. It's okay. I've lived a good life. But man, Pele died. That's sad. I, I didn't. I, I legitimately didn't find out until uh, Rich told me uh, on air or on a, in our pre-show and. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately rocked me a little bit. I was shocked. Um, I'm not even. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I've I've become. I've come to love it in the last few years, and and uh, I will continue to love it. But man, Pele. You don't even need to know soccer to to know Pele, and uh, that's a huge deal. Uh, it's the same way that. Um, you don't have to know hockey to know who Wayne Gretzky is. Yeah, so Rich, we have, for some reason, our live video has stopped. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, because of the... Sorry, I played that that video for you. That video has been, got a strike for us. So our Facebook is done. We're gonna, we'll finish the recording, and then we'll publish the recording on YouTube and uh, on our podcast sites. Gotcha. They, they so, didn't. The, the Facebook police didn't like the unauthorized yeah. use of that YouTube clip. I guess. Sorry, we were commentating on it. It's fair use. Facebook, get your algorithm fixed. You did it wrong, and you didn't use it correctly. I. We were commentating on it. It's a. If I. If we were in a court of law, fair use would fall in. By the way, we're making no money. So anyway. So continuing on with the show, Pele died. Yeah. That being exactly, you didn't have to be a soccer fan or even know much about soccer. And as somebody said, Pele, yeah. you know that he is associated with soccer because he yeah. was that big of a global invest- ambassador for the sport yep. and his home country of Brazil. Yeah. So, um, sad, uh, but death is inevitable. So... You tr- are you truly living? Um, okay, let's move on from there um, and go back to football americano as we talk about. That's right, Mike. As we yeah. have college football bowl games to talk about. Rich, let's start out. You go first. All right, so we're going to start with the Orange Bowl, Mike, which is currently going on and was had started before we started our recording, but. We I did seen put in, in it. We did put in our recording, our, our predictions before. Yep. Uh, before the game started, I'm assuming right now, um, I went with Tennessee. Mike, you put down Clemson. 
And the current score with eight minutes, 8.34 left in the fourth quarter is Tennessee 28, Clemson 14. Okay. Um, so we'll, get, we'll fill in the actual scores on next week's show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, now we're going into the New Year's Six Bowls. So the Sugar Bowl, Mike, number five, Alabama versus number nine, Kansas State, which won the Big 12. Yep. Bama. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Alabama there as well. All right, the Music City Bowl. We'll this see is... the local Iowa Hawkeyes taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, the problem is is that uh, Iowa's, Iowa's team has won in spite of itself. Uh, that offense hasn't produced enough. Uh, I, I got to go with Kentucky on this one. Uh, I'm agree with Mike. Mike, what's our next bowl? Our next bowl is going to be the Raleigh Quest Bowl. Uh, Mississippi State versus Illinois. Twenty Mississippi State ranked twenty three. Illinois not ranked. Um, you know I've always been a fan of Illinois, so I got to pick Illinois on this one. I'm gonna go with Mississippi State. They're playing for the late coach Mike Leach, who who uh, passed away. Um, I believe he had cancer as well. Was yeah. It... No. Was it cancer? You have more screens than I do, so why don't you look that up real quick as I give you our next bowl game, which was which is the Cotton Bowl, which we'll see number 16, Tulane, take on number 10, USC, from the Pac-10, from the Pac-12. Mike, who do you like in that game? Uh, I'm picking USC. Uh, as am I. And then we're going to go down to Orlando to the Citrus Bowl, which we'll see number 17, LSU, take on unranked Purdue. Um, LSU. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how Purdue got in that ball game, other than being that more than likely Ohio State and Penn State got. It was not cancer. Uh, it was a. Uh, oh, what was it, it? It was a heart condition. Oh, okay. So thanks for clearing that up, Mike. But yeah, um, I think if anything, Purdue gets into this ball ball game. Um, but what they won the Big Ten West. Yeah, they won the Big Ten West, and Penn State and Ohio State got chosen for more prestigious bowl games. And finally, Mike, before we get into the college football semifinals, we have the Rose Bowl, which we'll see number 11 Penn State take on number 8 Utah. Uh, I think Utah wins it. I'm going to go with Penn State here, because of, of all the other bowl games, I, I, I went with the higher-seeded team, so I, want, I wanted to go with an underdog on this one. Um, I went with who I think is a better team. Um, so in the college football playoffs for the, for 20, is this considered 2023 or 2024? Is it the last time we only have 23? I, I think it's 23. Anyway. Or, or it'd be 22, the 22 season. Okay. Uh, so Mike, will it be the Fiesta Bowl, which will see number three TCU take on number two Michigan? Yeah, I think it's going to be Michigan. Uh, TCU is, ha- is happy that they're in there, but they're not a big t- team. They don't have the... They don't have the, the wherewithal to be able to, to swing with the big dogs. Look at me, watch for Michigan to just beat up on them. Yep. And then the other two semifinal game will go in Michigan, will be played in Atlanta at the Mercedes Benz, at the Mercedes Benz Stadium, which is the Peach Bowl, which will see number three Ohio State, number four Ohio State take on number one Georgia. Rich, you said that wrong. 
It is the Ohio State University. Okay. That's who's going to win. Not really. I'm going to go with number one Georgia. They're the number one team in the it's nation. A, and it's a home and game. And they play a home game for them, and they play probably in one of the toughest divisions in football. Yeah, they probably football. I think they. However, I think Georgia probably wins. I just wanted to say the Ohio State University. Yeah. However, I think they probably drew the toughest matchup. As oh, yeah. If any team can match up, it's going to be Ohio State. So and, it wouldn't surprise me to see Ohio State win the game. Too. And in that, uh, Ohio State was the team that um, halfway through the season, you, nobody knew if they were going to even make the the playoffs, and and by rallying that second half really did make themselves a spot in they won themselves that number four spot um and and totally uh brought themselves to a point to get there and we always talk about in the nfl it's who's hot at the right time in playoffs it is always getting hot at the right time is what gets you going and uh i will stand by that every time ohio state's hot Look for them to win. All right, Mike. So I just want to make a look at the calendar real quick. And they will be playing the national championship game on Monday the 9th. So we do not need to make a prediction for that game based off of how we pick the semifinal games. So that will do it for our college football coverage for this week. Uh, which takes us down to our quick hits, where which is where I put in some sightings that the Cubs made from yeah. show to show. Uh, so the Cubs have brought in Drew Spiley to uh, fill in the back end of the rotation, a good depth piece for him as well. Yep. Um, they signed Tucker Barnhart to uh, share the catching duties with Jan Gomes and to make up for the departure of Wilson Contreras over the Cardinals. You can never, and you can never make up for the departure of Wilson Contreras. Okay, and their big signing was Dan Speed Swanson to be the new shortstop uh, over the next seven years as he signed a yeah. seven-year contract. Yeah, a decent, a, a good shortstop. Maybe not one of the top five short. I'd put him in the top five shortstops. I'd put him easily in the top ten shortstops in the league. I don't know that I'd put him in the top five, but... Still a really definitely good a top ten, Yeah, definitely a top 10 shortstop. And yep. uh, did you catch his introductory news conference at all, Mike? I didn't. It's on my it's on my playlist. I was going to try to watch it before the show, but um, we're trying. Well, he, the thing is, he, he has a connection to the Cubs, though. He does. As he talked about how he'd come home from school, he'd go, he'd go see his grandpa because they lived in the, right across the street from him. And... He'd say every time, every afternoon, he'd come home from school. His grandpa would be having the Cubs game on. He asked him, I mean, Grandpa, we live in Atlanta. We're Braves fans. Why are you always watching the Cubs? It's just because I like baseball, and they're on. So yep. he signed with Grandpa's second favorite team. Yeah, and I'm good with and, that. Yeah, and it kind of hit him hard. And uh, you could tell at the news conference that his uh, grandpa passed away like a day after he got married. And they just felt the Cubs were their place was their place to go yeah. to uh, play for grandpa's second favorite team. So yeah. and I think it's a good signing overall based on the money that Bogarts 
that maybe guys that we bet you know were uh, household name shortstops that were free agents, they got more money, like Correa and Bogarts. Yeah. And Turner. I mean, and uh, I mean, Swanson is probably number four of the shortstops, but I think I think the Cubs got, I think almost think the Cubs signed the right guy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally am behind it. I think it's a great signing. I'm happy about it. Now, uh, something I saw today. Okay. An announcement about a guy who may, who his team has put him on as he put out a notice that they may be up for trades for him. For a guy who has been in Chicago before. The Boston Red Sox have announced that they're looking for a trade partner for Chris Sale. Not the guy I was thinking of. I thought that you were referring to their all-star third baseman, Raphael Devers. Hey, if we can get a two-for-one deal, I Chris Sale would bring another strong arm to the starting rotation. He would, but he's not the same Chris Sale that he was when he first went from Chicago to Boston and then signed his long-term extension. This is a guy that's been struggling to stay healthy. Yeah, but do we need him to be... What's our starting rotation look like? Well, the starting rotation, I don't think, has a clear-cut ace. We don't have an ace. And I think we have two... Maybe... I, I I would say we have two guys that are our top two guys are both two and a half to threes. I, I can agree with that. Tayon and Strowman, and then you got and then you got some depth pieces there to round out the rotation with kind of Kyle Hendricks. At this stage of his career, you gotta admit that he's not an ace. He never I don't he's think not, he ever has been an ace. He's never been an ace, but his control has made him the guy that gets the ball in those games. Yeah. So now, you have Kyle Hendricks probably getting one rotation spot and then the other two slots going to some guys that maybe are fringe guys on whether they should be operating out of the bullpen or in the starting rotation. Those guys like Justin Steele, Javier Ased, Hayden Wazanowski, uh Adrian Simpson, and now Drew Smiley. But wouldn't it be nice to have a guy like Chris Sale? you can count on as a solid two he has the ability to be a solid two plus if he can stay healthy if he stays healthy i get it i get that's a huge if but if you get him to be a two plus he very much could be a guy that could that that could help this team in the in the season and uh I, I actually don't think that would be a terrible pickup for us. Yeah, for, for me, Mike, I, I think I like the starting rotation the way it is right now. As... We need we need an ace. Yeah, yeah. Okay, are they going to contend this year, though? We have heard it said that the pocketbooks have been open. But did they go out and sign a guy that could be thin ace? They didn't go out and sign... They didn't go out and bring in 
probably the best pitcher on the market was Jacob DeGrom, a guy that also is struggling to stay healthy. Yeah, I I agree, and I think or even that there's Carlos Rondon. I think I think there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said. We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I agree with you that it's not cut and dry yet. But what I'm saying is, we, no, we're probably not a contender this year. I will admit that. But I believe Sale still has a couple more years left on his contract. A, he's a guy that can bring something to the team. B, you got a couple more years of him. And I don't think it's going to be that he- that trade can't be that heavy on your on your on your contract. Yeah, for me, I'd rather see him if they're going to try and work out a trade with Boston to see if you can get Raphael Devers. Yeah, I, I'm okay but with that. But the thing is, it, it, it would take a lot of those prospects who yeah. you who you've who you traded away your World Series core to get. Yep. Yep. So you'd almost have to get if I, you're going to get Devers, you got to have a plan to get him extended. If, well, with the with the prospect capital that it would take to bring him in, and, and I think along the, with probably throwing in sale, yeah, as well in that same deal. And I think the bigger problem there is is that if, excuse me, if you do start trading away that those those prospects, and those really strong prospects, by the way, if you start trading those guys away, you got to start looking towards, um. Your your faithful are going to start expecting a year or two. That's it. You're going to have one or two years at most to make a real run at it. And if you don't, then I think if you if you continue to to build these prospects up and get these prospects to come through, you have three to five years. If you trade away those prospects which are what we got for our core guys that we said, okay, but we're building for the future. You then only have two years. And that's why I think, I think you're right. I think it would take some significant, a, a long, a a longer term deal. And B, I think you're going to have to get more than just, I, I think Chris Sales has to come. Exactly. You don't you don't want to trade away the farm to get a guy that could only be on your team for a year. Yeah. And so I guess I mean I don't know who represents Devers, but if it's Scott Boris, I don't make that deal. Scott no. Boris does not let his clients negotiate yeah. in season. The problem with that concept is that Scott Boris represents too many people to net to, to stop making deals like that. For guys, and it's gonna end up hurting him. Like you would think that that would hurt him in the long run, but it ends up not, and he ends up still getting those big deals. So, yeah. So okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the Cubs are quite a finished product yet. As um, I think they still got to figure out um, who's gonna play third and first because. Um, yeah. Who's going to be playing third and first right now? I mean, I've heard good things about uh, Matt Mervis, guy that's been tearing up AAA, but um, see, until I see how he does in the majors, right now I, I kind of see him as kind of like a 4A player, maybe too good for AAA, but not good enough for the majors. 
Yeah. And then, um, and if, um, so that means Patrick Wisdom. So does Patrick Wisdom play third base or does he play first base? And that, I think, I think that's the bigger problem right now. And I think, I, I think the solution is Patrick Wisdom, Patrick Wisdom has proven that he is a, he's a, he's a major leaguer. It's just, is he an everyday starting major leaguer or should he be in a more of a platoon situation? I, I kind of see him as a platoon guy, not an everyday guy. I see him, and, and if he shows the improvement that he has, I see him as an everyday guy. And the question becomes, does he, does he play first or third? You get that figured out, then you worry about that other position. And that's what I think they need to, I think that's the biggest thing this year. We got to figure out where Patrick fits best. Is he going to be our first baseman or is he going to be our third baseman? And then we go heavy after whichever other, whichever one he's not going yeah. to be. And I think that's that's the solution, and that's where I hope they go. But uh, yeah, so Rich, uh, good show, great show, man. It's been it's been great. Um, we are right at about that that fifty six minute mark. Do you have any shout outs before we get off of the show? Um, I don't have any shout outs this I, week. I don't either, and because of the show going off air uh i don't actually get to see if we ended up having any uh reactions or comments yeah but, but if you do if you do want to get a mention on toward the end of the show and you're watching us live on the facebook feed um just leave leave a uh, leave a comment leave a reaction and uh if it's appropriate to say on air we'll make sure to give you a shout out uh, so, Mike, if they don't like watching, if they want to take us live or listen to archived footage of our show, where can they find us, Mike? Well, um, you can find us anywhere where you uh, find your your normal podcast. We are a podcast, after all. So, Spotify. Uh, thank you to Anchor for allowing us to get out to everywhere uh, with RSS feeds and all that stuff. If you're listening to us on any of your podcast feeds, you'll have heard the commercial for them at the beginning. Uh, I think I have like ten dollars that I should I could get from them, but I've never I've never tried, so I don't care. Um, but uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts, uh, we are on all of the major platforms, uh, including iHeart, uh, Spotify, uh, and Apple Podcasts, and so many. All more. right, Mike. Yep, and Mike, if they're uh, listening to us in podcast land, they want to see the video feed of us, but they really don't like Facebook that much. Where else can they find us? Why don't you tell me, Rich? Well, Mike, you can find us here on YouTube. You can yeah. also find the archive videos on YouTube as well. And uh, the third way that you can interact with our show is by uh, voting in our poll questions. So, and you do that um, you by can... checking us out at facebook.com slash fans of Balls and Sticks. Or, or on uh, Balls and Sticks, the podcast. Yep. Uh, Facebook pages. The poll questions get posted to both pages. Yeah. So, Rich... What's it time to do? Mike, let's go ahead and roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.